your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 418 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps every day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat for you guys. Going to be joined in just a second by Joe DiBiase of Locked On Buffalo Sabres. We're going to be doing a little crossover episode here and talking about what else, the ongoing saga or the never-ending stare-down, whatever you want to call it, whatever's going on right now between the Rangers and the Buffalo Sabres as it pertains to Jack Eichel. We're going to talk quite a bit about that, that whole situation. And yeah, without any further ado, here is our... Our conversation with Joe DiBiase. This is part one of a two-parter. Enjoy. Welcome into a special crossover edition of Locked On Sabers and Locked On Rangers. Joe DiBiase here from Locked On Sabers. John Chick from Locked On Rangers. John, it's uh, it's nice to talk to you on August seventeenth. I guess you might have been hoping this would have been uh, because of a done deal with Jack Eichel, but it's more because uh, we got nothing else to really talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's the uh, what I've been calling it on my show is the never ending staring contest between the Rangers and Sabres. I mean, this is a topic that I've basically been talking about on and off for more than a year now, I believe. And I'm sure you've been doing the same thing over there, Joe. You know, there's been all this speculation about is Jack Eichel going to be traded? Where is he going to be traded to? What's the return package going to look like? I mean, is there any update on your end, man? Is there any, uh, you know, indication yeah. as to how this this thing might play out here? I think the more time goes on, the more likely is the Sabres kind of want to sit on this and they kind of want to d- delay the process. But um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll touch more on that in just a second. But um, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, I'm at Sneaky Joe Sports. And for John, for Sabre fans, if you want to follow him at JCheckCHIK17. Um, so yeah, like the, the really also the, the spark that I guess made me think all right it'd be a good time to do a crossover episode is this billboard that went up uh <laughs> yes, next yes. to the sabers arena by rangers fans and uh the blue shirts breakaway uh rangers blog um aren't trade requests a pain in the neck and it's a buffalo with what i think is supposed to be eichel's hair on top of it uh and then it says hashtag free jack um so i guess to continue on what i was talking about right before that We've been talking about this for a very long time. I'm not sure, though, the Rangers have really entered the conversation for Sabre fans. I almost feel like, I don't know this, how this sounds on your end, but Sabre fans, Sabre media, I always feel like they kind of dismiss the Rangers because the only trade package I think Sabre fans would want from the Rangers is maybe light years away from happening. Like, I think they want Alexis Lafreniere and I'm not even sure they're even, that's even near close. I mean, you have to, I think convince like Rangers writers and people in the know that even Capo Caco might be on the table. Um, 
So I don't know. How does that sound to you? How what the Rangers, what they could offer and what would be realistic from their end. And also like who the guys are. Cause I think that's part of it too. I think Sabre fans and even me, for me too, like those second tier Ranger prospects that the Sabres would be interested in. I'm not sure they're guys that we've really heard a lot about. And maybe that's part of the reason why um, there can be that yeah. frustration when talking about the Rangers. Yeah. I mean, I think from the Rangers perspective, the way that jury and the rest of the front office are kind of looking at this is that I don't think that they think that Buffalo really has a better option than whatever they might be offering them. And I know the Rangers are going to do everything they can to keep, uh, you know, you mentioned Alexi Lafreniere. I'm pretty sure he would be off the table. I talked about on my show the other day, and I'll get your opinion on this too, Joe, but you know, you're trying to come up with a trade package. Like, okay, what would it take to get Jack Eichel? What would be fair? Is there a way to do this without including Lafreniere or Kako, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But the idea that I came up with is that if the Rangers were to, let's say, give a little bit, budge a little bit on this whole thing and include Capo Caco in a trade package. And I'm not necessarily endorsing that one way or the other, but I do think that if the Rangers were to do that, were to include Capo Caco in any kind of uh, trade package for Jack Eichel, that that might get it done. I mean, if you're going to put on your GM hat for a second there, Joe, and, and kind of uh, you know look at the, the whole trade situation here, I mean, do you think that that is something that could get the deal done if the Rangers were to throw Capo Caco into a mix that might also include, you know, maybe like two prospects, uh, first round draft pick and Capo Caco. I mean, is that enough for Jack Eichel or do you think that they could and and should hold out for more than that? I think it would be on the fence at that point. I think because if what we've heard is correct about what they're asking from for Vegas, what Minnesota has offered before they really hit a snag on which the amount of cap that would be going back both ways, I think Kako is maybe on par with some of these top prospects in the other organizations. And that's where I think, you know, th- this trade has always kind of been hard to make happen because there's also been reports out there that the Sabres want to send him West. And for an Eastern Conference team to get Eichel, you'd have to pay a premium. So right. is Kako two prospects and a first round pick? Is that paying a premium over top? of what someone in the West might be offering. And I think I'm hesitant to believe that that's the case. I would guess that it's not. I would guess that a team like the Golden Knights with Peyton Krabs, who is their number one prospect, and Nicholas Haig, who's a good defensive prospect the Sabres have reportedly been asking for, uh, and their first-round picks. Like I'm not sure that's better than the Ranger offer, but I think it's pretty close. The right. Ducks, I continue to believe that the Ducks in the Wild have the most to offer. I think they have the best trade packages the Sabres could ask because Trevor Zegras has developed into one of the best prospects in the NHL. He hasn't played a lot, and maybe that's part of this. Maybe that's a part of it with Kako, too. Like, I don't know. That's a question more for you. Does he rate with those elite prospects that have not played a lot in the NHL, like Trevor Zegras and Jamie Drysdale in Anaheim, like Matthew Boldy and... um, and Marco Rossi in Minnesota, these elite Peyton Krabs in Vegas, like these top level prospects, the Sabres are trying to get out of those Western conference teams. I don't know. How do you think Kako rates in comparison to guys like that? Because what's different about him is he's played over a hundred games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question that you pose there. And I think to your point, some of those prospects that you just mentioned, we haven't really seen a whole lot of them at the NHL. So it's possible that their trade value could be a little bit higher than Capo Kako's. I mean, to your point, you know, Capo Kako has played over 100 games in the NHL, and he's had his moments, and I think 
over these first two seasons with the Rangers, he's gradually gotten better and better, become a more assertive player and somebody who looks like he could take a giant step forward this next season. But, you know, facts are facts. We have not seen Kako uh, perform like, you know, a dominant offensive player in the NHL, at least to this point. And I think you made another good point there, Joe, when it comes to, you know, the Sabres uh, potentially trading Eichel to either the Rangers or one of the teams out West. I think it's a situation where the Rangers, you know, if it's a tie between, say, them and the Knights, and the right. Sabres decide to pull a, the trigger on a trade, uh, Jack Eichel is going to Vegas. He's not going to New York. I think the Rangers have to probably beat one of those teams for all the reasons that you just mentioned. You'd be trading him in state and also in conference. And I think if the Sabres want to move on from Jack Eichel, it's going to be a little bit messy. And I get the feeling they want to see as little of him as possible in the yeah. uh, years to come here because he's still under contract for another five years. I don't think that they want to get burnt a couple times a season. Uh, you know, if they trade him like within the division or w even within the conference, I think they want to, like I said, see as little of him as possible. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very interesting dynamic right now. There's no doubt about it. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I, I think there's probably... From my vantage point, there's two paths to the Rangers acquiring Eichel. One of them seems to be off the table. That would be Lafreniere. I think if yeah. they, I've I've wondered about this. This I don't think it's almost a maybe a a dumb question to ask because I don't think there's any way either side would offer it. But I'm just wondering from your perspective, like if Eichel for Lafreniere straight up was on the table, like who says no to that? I mean, maybe in in real life, both say no. Yeah. Um, but like, cause that's, I think what the Sabres are chasing. They're chasing that elite prospect, sure. but it's always that plus other stuff. So that's what I started to wonder. Like, well, if they can't get the plus other stuff, would they rather have this volume of just a bunch of mishmash of prospects and picks on the right, on the side here, or would they rather just go one for one knowing that, I mean, like Lafreniere, that he'd do well to be a 90 point player like Eichel is, um, but I don't know. Like, how, how does that trade sound to you? As well, I mean, I, I, I personally would not do it. And it's it goes beyond just, you know, Eichel for Lafreniere straight up between, you know, just them as players. When you look at some of the uh, external factors, and I think this is where myself and other Ranger fans have a little bit of pause when it comes to trading for Jack Eichel, because you got to consider the fact that, you know, Alexi Lafreniere, he's just going into his second year in the league, so he's not making that much. Jack Eichel, you trade mm -hmm. for him, you're taking on a $10 million salary. Right. He's also got the issues with his neck, which I want to ask you about that uh, in due time here. And it also could kind of, you know, taking on that salary could kind of handcuff the Rangers in terms of other moves that they want to make, you know, somewhere down right. the road or their own guys that they need to be able to re-sign. So I think that's where a lot of the pause comes from. If it was just like Eichel for Lafreniere straight up and, you know, I didn't have to necessarily worry about any of those other factors, then yeah, I definitely have something to think about there. Uh, but when you consider, you know, the salary and the neck issues, that's where, right. you know, I start to get a little bit nervous about the whole whole proposal. And and let me, can I also ask you about the, the neck injury? Because I, I got to get the whole story on what's going on there. All yeah. I know is 
you know, with, with the Sabres and Eichel, there's just a lot of back and forth. He wants to have the surgery. They don't want him to have the surgery. Just, just kind of give us the, uh, the rundown there if you can. So it's very, it's a very uh, tough situation to gauge because we don't really know one side of the story. Now, we actually do know the other side, though, because Eichel's team and his camp have kind of in the last couple of weeks, I mean, really it was over a two, three day period, had this campaign to kind of let everybody know what's up and like what their side of the story is. And essentially, Eichel, both sides agree at this point, if you trust the Eichel people, which I would at this point, because the Sabres haven't come out and said that this is wrong, that both sides agree that there needs to be a surgical procedure. Um, even though he's on the ice and he is skating, there were videos that were circulating from this past week that he's in Boston and he's on the ice. He's in a saber practice uniform, full equipment, um, not full contact by any means, but he's out there skating with other NHL players. So he's healthy enough to do that. But both sides appear to agree there needs to be a surgical procedure because he has a herniated disc in his neck and he could be one bad hit away from it, I mean, if his neck injury already wasn't serious, an even more serious neck injury that could not just affect his playing career, but affect his life. So the disagreement seems to be in that the Sabres want Eichel to have a fusion surgery that basically is a rod that connects the disc below the the injured disc and the the disc above it so the the two that sandwich it that are the two healthy discs um the the eichel team and eichel wants to have a artificial disc replacement surgery which would literally take out the damaged disc and would put in an artificial one now what we have so far is one side of the story again we have eichel's doctor that went on Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick's podcast in Canada, uh, 31 Thoughts. And I, like I'm gullible. And again, I've only heard one side, but I came away really convinced that Jack is just trying to do what's best for him long term because the fusion surgery had, like, I think the doctor said, like a 30% resurgery rate, like in a 10 year period. And because Eichel is so young, it is a guarantee that he will have to have another fusion surgery at some point in his life. And also think about like the, the nature of what you're doing. You're putting a metal rod in his neck. I mean, that is not designed for Ben. That is not designed really for movement. Like yes, athletes have done it, but I mean, that's something that can affect you later in life. And I think what Eichel is kind of been told by this doctor is that, well, the fusion surgery, like you might have trouble, you might have health problems long-term. Like when you're 60, 70 years old and you want to be playing with your grandkids, you know, like you might not be able to do it because you had three fusion surgeries over time. Whereas the artificial disc replacement is designed for bend. It's designed for that movement. It's really designed, it sounds like, for sports. It's designed for that. And I think it's kind of been made out to be this experimental surgery. And that's because it's never been operated. It's never been done on a NHL player, but I don't like the way that that's been labeled as an experimental surgery. Cause it's been around for 25 years and Michael's doctor went into detail about what's well, been done on football players. It's been done on hockey players, just not at the NHL level, but at the minor league level, it's been done on UFC fighters who have come back to win titles. Um, 
it's been done on tons of other athletes, many people across two decades. So it's not like the surgery just showed up a couple of years ago and, and, um, and like, they're just like, wants to get it. So that is the long form answer of what the, the dilemma is right now between the Sabres and Eichel. I'm still at a ground level for, I'm pretty ignorant on terms of like what medical arbitration processes look like. Um, if the, he remains on the Sabres at some point, but I guess the overall here is he needs a surgical procedure. I think if he gets what he wants, it sounds like it's a four to six week timetable for return. So he should be able to play given once the injury, the surgery situation is resolved. He should be able to play pretty soon on after that. Here's the thing though. I don't think Eichel goes to a team unless they let him have the surgery he wants. I think once yeah. a guy like that has been told this surgery, the fusion could give you long-term health effects that are going to be very negative for you. And this surgery is not going to have that. And you're not going to have to have a second surgery. I don't think Eichel budges off that. I think once it becomes my long-term health versus uh, uh, what, what happens in the next two months, I think he, no, I don't think he will have the fusion surgery. That's how it reads to me. So if a team like the Rangers were acquiring him, I think they'd have to know that if we're acquiring him, we have to let him have the surgery he wants. And you can make a, make that what you want of it. But um, again, that's long form of kind of what's going on, but that seems to be uh, what, what the whole surgery uh, situation looks like. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
I know that was a lot I just threw at you. <laughs> no, no, it's good, man. It's good that you were thorough, and I feel like I probably have a better understanding of that now. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have a better understanding now. I mean, I'm no doctor or anything like that, but you know, anytime you're dealing with a neck injury, it, it's definitely serious stuff. Right. And um, just kind I of needed, I probably should have threw in two or three times, by the way, what you just said, that I'm not a doctor, and yeah. <laughs> all of this is coming secondhand. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't think we have too many doctors among the uh, Locked On NHL hosts no. here. I could be wrong. Maybe there's one or two in there, but I, no, I, I, I haven't met any yet. <laughs> but, um, you know, kind of just a quick part B to that question. You know, given that the Sabres are probably going to trade him, although I, I guess now it's not such a slam dunk mm-hmm. anymore. It's possible he could still be a member of the Buffalo Sabres when the season starts. But wouldn't mm-hmm. you think that they would be more willing to just kind of let him do whichever surgery he wants to do, given the fact that, yeah, um, you know, he might not even be on the team. I mean, it, it seems like it's not not to be cold about it, but it's kind of not their problem anymore. You know what I mean? Like he can do whatever yeah. he wants and we'll trade him and that'll be that. That's the confusing part to me. That's really what yeah. I can't get a grasp on, like why they won't just let him have the surgery. If it's been made clear to you that he's not going to have the fusion and if you're going to end up ultimately trading him anyway, and even if he's not traded by the start of the season, ultimately Jack Eichel is getting traded. It's just a matter really of when. So – yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird to me that they don't just let him have it. But I, this is like very almost like conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Even though they say they're completely okay with him being around at the beginning of the season, I wonder if they just don't want him around. And if they think that this, if he's healthy enough to where he's skating and he's not in constant pain day to day. And I don't know that, by the way, that could be the case. Maybe that's part of the reason Eichel's mad and frustrated is, I don't know, maybe he is still dealing with symptoms. Maybe he is still dealing with pain on a day-to-day basis in his neck. But if that's not the case and the Sabres aren't you know, risking that, then maybe they're okay with him being on long-term injured reserve at the start of the season. And maybe they're okay with having the surgery issue being unresolved because it means that he's not going to be around and he's not going to be a distraction in the locker room or on the ice. And by the way, to speak to that, it depends on who you talk to. Some people would believe that he would be a distraction. And I think in net, like, you know what, naturally that would be the case, but he doesn't also, Jack doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's just going to go in there and quit. You know, like we saw that with this past season with, uh, with Pierre Luc Dubois in Columbus, right? Like he yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you watch those shifts. I mean, he was yeah. putting in zero effort whatsoever, yeah. <laughs> right. Eichel doesn't strike me as the type of person that would do that. Um, that guy is, like, read about his pregame routine and tell me that that's the type of guy that would quit like that. I mean, he is, like, he, he is trying to model, like, the way he treats the game like Michael Jordan. Like, he gets insane like it, like that. So, I don't, it would be a distraction. Would he quit? No. Would he be a bad influence on the young guys? I, I think everyone assumes that he that, that would be a bad influence. I don't know. I see Eichel as a guy that he's sitting on the bench and he's got the iPad out showing Victor Olofsson where to be on the power play and like t- taking rookies like that through that. He's the guy on the bench. He's the first one to jump up and hug Dylan Cousins after his first NHL goal. Like, yeah. no, he's not Jonathan Taze as a leader, but is he a bad influence like that? Is he poisonous in the locker room? I think that gets overstated sometimes. All right. So once again, a big, big thanks to Mr. Joe DiBiase of Locked on Buffalo Sabres for joining me today for this special crossover edition. We will have part two of our conversation in the next episode of Locked on New York Rangers. 
And a huge thanks to you guys as well, as always, for tuning in to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.